This morning's reading is Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We just pray for Chris before he comes to speak to us. Father God, we thank you for this Bible passage. It's a passage that many of us are very familiar with, but just help us uh, not to just um, not listen because we know it so well, but to have ears ready to listen. Just pray for Chris as he brings your word to us now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, good morning all. Good to see you all. Good to see the church looking... Nice and full this morning, that's good, that's good. Well, originally I was going to be speaking on new beginnings at the start of a new term, new academic year, but that only really applies to those affected by the academic timetable. We're very much in that phase and will be for some time, but for many, life continues as normal, if not at a greater pace as the summer begins to draw to a close. In fact, and do, do not take any hint of bitterness in my tone when I say this, some of you even get to travel outside of school holidays when it's cheaper and quieter. And I know some of you are doing that very soon. Well, I love you very much, even though I wish I could do the same. But as I prayed upon what to share uh, with you today, I felt drawn to Psalm 23. Now, it's a psalm that's familiar to many of us, a psalm we've heard preached on many times before, particularly at funerals. But for me, this is not a psalm about death, but life. Life in all its variety. Life in all its ups and downs, its joys and its hardships. Now, as myself and the family set off to our favourite little Scottish island um, a couple of weeks ago, it was a month ago actually now, gosh, a month ago already, eh? Um, We set off to our favourite little Scottish island as a family and I felt the Lord say to me, focus on Psalm 23, because I just wanted to meditate on one sort of scripture. I didn't want to try and do lots of things and then fail and feel guilty about it. Ever been there? Ever done a reading plan, a Bible reading plan for the new year? I think I made it to about 23rd of January and gave up. Um, But I wanted to just focus on one thing and I felt the Lord put Psalm 23 on my heart. It's one that I know off by heart. And um, when you go to this lovely little island of Tyree, it's a very easy thing to do to, to meditate on Psalm 23. It's an island of crofters. Ever heard that expression, crofters? Where there are small holdings of livestock and crops growing across the land. And so the rural shepherding imagery 
of Psalm 23 is very much relatable when you're on the island. And I've got a few photos that we're going to see. Look, here's a couple of sheep. I love these sheep, right? These, these sheep had sort of like a, a cow-like um, kind of pattern going on. Um, black and white, brown and white. They're like Dalmatian sheep. It was amazing. Um, and then there were plenty of these as well, moo cows, some highland cattle as well, which are my favourite. Um, loads of them across there. And we'll keep the slides up for the minute because being on a small island, there are many beaches and all of them are easily accessible and all of them are incredibly beautiful. And I'm not Scottish. You know this isn't just because, you know, I'm from there and I'm always going to praise Scotland. No, I'm not Scottish, but they are beautiful. And on a sunny day, yes, you heard me, a sunny day day in Scotland, yes, we had a few, you would not believe that you were walking on a beach in Scotland. Um, The sands were white, the sea was turquoise, the skies absolutely dwarfed you. And here's just a few pictures of that. They don't do them justice at all. Um, But here's a few pictures of some of the, the beaches up there. Absolutely gorgeous. So we can have that down now. Now there's a physical beauty to this place that compels us each year, and we've been doing it for about a decade, each year to get up before the crack of dawn and travel a day and a half by car with young children and a ferry to reach this remote island. But there is also a spiritual beauty that compels us. This place, Tyree, like many other islands in the Hebrides, are known as thin places in the Celtic tradition. A place where the veil between heaven and earth is thin and the presence of God feels more tangible somehow. Not far from Tyree across the sea is Iona, And many of you will have heard of that and the pilgrimages people have done in their thousands to go and visit Iona. Well, on our first morning in Tyree, which is always a Sunday, I have my ritual of getting up early before everyone else and heading down to one of my favourite beaches, where I walk the length of this beach, which is nearly a mile long, barefoot, as I take in the beauty of the place and rest in God's presence and breathe a sigh of relief that after a day and a half of travel, we finally made it. And often when I'm doing this, I listen to my Lectio devotion. It's been a while since I've plugged Lectio 365, so I thought I would do that this morning. Um, I listen to my Lectio devotion and because it's Sunday, there's a line in there, and some of you may have heard it this morning if you listen to it. There's a line in their Sabbath blessing that just encapsulates the moment as I find myself engulfed, dwarfed by these massive skies on the beach, which says this, May I know grace to embrace my own finite smallness in the arms of God's infinite greatness. Such a beautiful line, and it just makes sense when you're there, you know, in dwarfed by these skies. And as I slowly strolled down this gorgeous beach with the sun on my face 
at the beginning of my holiday, I felt it very easy to relate to the first and the last part of Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. I'm fully enjoying this moment. I'm in heaven. I see the sheep grazing on the fields above the dunes. He makes me lie down in green pastures. I enjoy the foamy sea lapping against my feet. He leads me beside still waters. I breathe in the fresh air on the wide spacious beach. He refreshes my soul. All feels right with the world. I feel God's close to me. I feel at peace. He guides me along the right paths for his name's sake. And as I soak in and soak up all of this, the final words of Psalm 23 come to mind. My cup overflows. Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. You could just picture this moment, okay? You're just going to close your eyes and I'm just going to picture I'm back there. Just give me a moment. Oh, yeah. That's the stuff. Yeah. Ever find yourself doing that occasionally? <laughs> Closing your eyes, thinking, yeah, that, wow, month's gone past already. Well, from that first morning, fast forward a few days into our holiday, and I'm not quite in the same place. Some difficulties we've been experiencing as a family this year reared its head during our time away, and it pushed us all to our limits, if I'm being honest, causing a lack of sleep most nights and a lot of stress. I found myself continually crying out to God to intervene, like I have done many times this year, and yet the difficulties persisted. I cried out in frustration to God, where are you? Why are you not intervening? Don't you know this is my holiday? Ever been there? <laughs> We have such high hopes for our holidays, don't we? Oh dear. And by the end of our first week, we felt shattered and slightly disillusioned. We felt a little under attack, like our rest and our joy and the peace we were so desperately hoping for were being robbed. And as I continued to meditate on Psalm 23, I was now drawn to a different part of the passage. I don't know if you can guess which that part was. Even though I walk <laughs> through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The difficulties we were experiencing felt like a dark valley that we had been in most of the year, and our hope was that this holiday together would bring that much-needed respite. But instead... I felt the clouds gathering on occasions, and I was desperate to know that God was still there, still in control, that he would intervene and bring the comfort and rest we so desperately needed. Now, one morning after a particularly difficult night, I woke up early, before everybody else, and I went down to my favorite beach to spend time with God. The sun was shining, the sheep were grazing, the sea was lapping against my feet, 
It felt very reminiscent of that first morning there. If we can have the um, pictures up. Here it is, the beach that I was walking down. And as I strolled down this beach, exhausted, turning things over in my mind, wrestling with things, I was enjoying the healing warmth of the sun on my face. But then, halfway down the beach, the sun was stolen from me by a cloud, and the beautiful landscape was plunged into shadow. I looked up in a huff. I wasn't particularly happy. Uh, But at the same time, as soon as I did that, I just felt God speak to me. As I looked at this image that you can see on the screen. Now the cloud was not massive. And the wind was fairly strong. And so I knew that it wouldn't be too long before the cloud passed. And the warmth of the sun would be on my face again. And as I looked at the sky, I sensed the Lord saying to me that he was with me. That the difficulties that we were facing and are facing will pass. Just like the cloud. And that God was like the sun, hidden momentarily, but still working, still there, and that he would bring his healing in time. Now this gave me great hope that this valley of shadow was for a time. It was not forever, though it felt like it. And I can imagine that many of you may be in that time right now. This valley that you're walking in feels like there is no end in sight. There's no light at the end of the tunnel. It just seems to continue on and on. But as I looked at this sky, at this image, I did feel the Lord say, it was not forever. And that he, the good shepherd, was with me. He was calling me to look to him, to follow his voice, to trust he is there, and to trust that he is working all things for the good of those who love him. And as I meditated on this encounter, I was reminded of two things. And the first was a song by a Christian band called Switchfoot. Um, And the song uh, says this, and I'm going to put the image of the sun. You can see the sun coming now. The clouds just passing. The sun's starting to come back out. And these words from this song came to mind. Sunshine, won't you be my mother? Sunshine, come and help me sing. My heart is darker than these oceans. My heart is frozen underneath. We are crooked souls trying to stay up straight. Dry eyes in the pouring rain. But the shadow proves the sunshine. The shadow proves the sunshine. O Lord, why did you forsake me? O Lord, don't be far away. Storm clouds are gathering beside me. Please, Lord, don't look the other way. 
We are crooked souls trying to stay up straight. Dry eyes in the pouring rain, but the shadow proves the sunshine. The shadow proves the sunshine. The second thing I felt the Lord drawing me to was a piece of scripture from 2 Corinthians where Paul says, Therefore, we do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. This encounter with God encouraged me greatly and it transformed my holiday. The problems didn't just stop or go away, though the second week was a little easier than the first. But it was more that my approach to it, the way I viewed it in light of God's revelation to me, had changed. The fact is, guys, that whether we are starting something new this week or this month, or going back to college or work, or life is just continuing as normal, we will all experience life's ups and downs. Life is a mixed bag, and it can be tough. And Jesus never said it would be easy following him. In fact, we often find it harder following him because we sense the opposition of the evil one as we look to be faithful to God in our friendships, in our families, at work and other places. But Jesus, the good shepherd, has promised us that though we will have troubles in this world, he has overcome the world. If we're looking for circumstantial peace, then we will always feel up and down or become embittered when things don't go our way. Circumstantial peace is often fleeting, it doesn't last, and not this side of heaven anyway. But instead, we are encouraged to fix our gaze, not on what is seen, what we can achieve or accumulate, which is temporary, but, what, but on what is unseen and eternal. To seek God first and to entrust ourselves into his care, like a sheep to a good shepherd. To trust his promises that he is with us always and that he is working for our good always that his goodness and love is chasing after us even if it doesn't feel like it is to trust his promise even when we walk in the shadows and we feel like we've been abandoned because he says in isaiah i am the lord your god who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. We are reminded that ultimately, whatever battle or hardship we are facing, 
right now. It's momentary in the light of eternity. It will not last forever. Our God has overcome the power of darkness. He is with us. He is at work. And he loves you very dearly. So let us continue to put our trust in him. As we head into a new term, whatever it brings, trusting in God's resurrection power and love. One of the songs we sung, and I could quote many of the lines from the songs we've just sung today, but the one from Faithful One said, my hope is in you alone. So let's pray together. Um, And we're going to pray a prayer of surrender by Richard Foster. It's not an easy prayer to pray, but if you feel brave enough, if you trust God enough, if you have faith enough to say amen at the end, which means I agree, I'm in, yes to that, then do say amen at the end. Let's pray. Today, O Lord, I yield myself to you. May your will be my delight today. May your way have perfect sway in me. May your love be the pattern of my living. I surrender to you my hopes, my dreams, my ambitions. Do with them what you will, when you will, as you will. I place into your loving care my family, my friends, my future. Care for them with a care that I can never give. I release into your hands my need to control, my craving for status, my fear of obscurity. Eradicate the evil, purify the good, and establish your kingdom on earth. For Jesus' sake, amen. Well, as the musicians come back up, I just want to introduce our last song to you. Now, in the last verse of Psalm 23, David declares this, Surely your goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now this word follow, you may remember me mentioning this once before, but this word follow is a watered down translation of the Hebrew word radaf, which means something much more energetic in nature. The implication here is that though his enemies pursue him, Yahweh's goodness and love pursues him even more. 
with an even fiercer energy, and not just now, but for all his days. God's goodness, love, mercy, compassion chase after us. They pursue us relentlessly. 